Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's Keeping an Eye on the Geopolitical Ball with me, Jamie Shea, Senior Fellow at Friends of Europe. This week, the big news, of course, continues to be Gaza, uh, and it's uh, very tempting to talk about that. But other things, of course, continue to go on in the world, particularly with long-term significance for our lives. And this week, uh, the UK government uh, had an interesting experiment when it held the first ever uh, AI uh, artificial intelligence uh, safety summit uh, near London at Bletchley Park. Uh, those of you who know your Second World War will remember that Bletchley Park was the location of the British codebreakers during World War II, particularly people like Alan Turing, who uh, used the first ever digital programmable computer uh, to break the German military Enigma code. So a very symbolic location. Uh, the UK uh, was using this event to showcase its ability to uh, be a leader in global diplomacy, notwithstanding Brexit, and to bring the rest of the world together. And interestingly, we had not just the EU in attendance, the Secretary General of the uh, United Nations, uh, 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 and uh, many other leaders from 28 different countries, uh, Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, was there, but the Chinese uh, showed up in the form of Wu Zhaohu, uh, who is the Vice Minister for Technology. Uh, the US wasn't particularly pleased with that. It leaked out in the press because, of course, the US suspects that China is manipulating artificial intelligence to dominate the global market and use it for uh, military uh, applications. But it seems to, at least to me, quite sensible if the Chinese are willing to participate um, to try to develop this as a global initiative whereby everybody would agree to play by the same norms and standards. Uh, that's a prize well worth uh, uh, striving for. But you need uh, on AI, as on all innovative technologies, not only governments and officials, about industry, uh, academic experts, uh, and the civil society on the receiving end of AI, because regulation requires this multi-stakeholder approach. And so, uh, fortunately, Elon Musk was there too, uh, the CEO of Google DeepMind, uh, Demis Hassabis, and Sam Altman, uh, the CEO of OpenAI, who developed, of course, uh, as everybody knows, the ChatGPT. Uh, technology backed by Microsoft, which broke onto the market uh, about uh, a year ago. Now, this uh, summit was intended to get ahead of the AI regulation curve uh, before the technology develops too much and too fast, uh, and therefore uh, uh, becomes much more difficult uh, later on uh, to uh, impose safety standards on it. Uh, this is, of course, what we've often seen in the past with new technologies like nuclear weapons, uh, chemical weapons, uh, cyber, uh, where uh, arms control uh, negotiations and limitations have taken decades to negotiate uh, once the technology uh, was uh, uh, there. So it's not a moment too soon now to see what are the norms and standards that should regulate AI as we go forward. We've already seen a sufficient indication of the risks, you know, the deep fakes, um, uh, which can uh, interfere with uh, election uh, uh, campaigns, uh, the fake uh, artistic creations, for example, uh, fake songs attributed by uh, famous uh, pop artists, the disputes over creativity and copyright, uh, 
uh, and all as we have more AI uh, content in creative uh, products. But uh, the UK, in convening the summit, took a much more alarmist tone. Rishi Sunak pointed out that AI could be used not just by hackers uh, to weaponize uh, cyber attacks, uh, but also by terrorists to produce bioweapons and more generally to sow uh, uh, chaos. Now, uh, fortunately, there are already a number of initiatives uh, underway uh, to start regulating AI, or at least to start the conversation as to how to uh, do it. Uh, the European Union was the first in the game with its Artificial Intelligence Act, which uh, is now going through the European Parliament. It emphasizes the protection uh, of people's human rights, uh, particularly from surveillance, uh, uh, things like facial recognition cameras and so on, and, and data uh, 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 privacy. Uh, the United States uh, has this uh, week also uh, announced a major uh, executive order from President Biden, uh, including the setting up of an AI uh, safety institute, but also based on a lot of voluntary contributions uh, from American AI uh, companies. Uh, we also have uh, two uh, the G7, uh, which has uh, produced a code of conduct uh, on uh, AI. And the United Nations has also got into the game uh, by announcing that it has formed uh, its own advisory uh, board with experts, industry and, and governments. Uh, at the summit at Bletchley Park, uh, Rishi Sunak proposed a global advisory board modelled on the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change, uh, which uh, could raise the alarm uh, regarding the risks and produce a consensual view as to the state of the art of the uh, technology. Although this uh, uh, climate change panel, of course, uh, has not really got involved in advocating the uh, solutions. Uh, that is what governments still have to uh, uh, do. So um, how do we put all of these initiatives together in a way which ensures that the global community will move together uh, with one common purpose? Well, I think there are a number of principles that at least should govern the approach. Number one is don't rush to regulate. We, we hear this from industry all the time. Industry is worried that uh, AI innovation would be sort of snuffed out, if you like, by over-hasty and ill-designed uh, regulation, which would, of course, uh, not allow us to secure the full benefits uh, of this uh, technology. For instance, you know, in health uh, diagnostics and, and, and planning uh, and in a multitude of other things that could make our daily lives uh, easier. Uh, as Elon Musk likes to put it, insight before oversight. Yes, that's all very well, but there's also a sense that you know industry clearly doesn't want regulation before it has uh, managed to figure out a good business model to make money uh, out of AI. That's obvious. That's what industry does. So the danger is that if we wait too long, uh, it will be too late. Uh, and the solutions will be less effective. So yes, don't rush to regulate before we've evaluated the risks uh, and the uh, possibilities of the technology. But I think we need guardrails at least uh, as soon as uh, possible to ensure that those risks are properly evaluated before products are put onto the market and that they are properly certified. Uh, the human being, of course, has to stay uh, in the loop. The second uh, major principle is to balance minilateralism with multilateralism. It's good that we have the EU, the US, we have the G7, we have regional initiatives, but AI is going to be used globally as cyber. 
and, and the internet more generally and social media and other technologies are used uh, globally so we need to balance the uh, uh, regional groups like nato with its own ai code of conduct or the osce the organization for security cooperation in europe the first to develop a set of norms on cyber security with a un uh, based approach um, uh, as 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 well. The third is governments have to be in the lead. As I said, we cannot allow industry to self-regulate in this area, but governments need to engage industry. And what is quite different about AI is that it's industry, people like Elon Musk and Sam Altman, who have been warning off the dangers uh, and calling governments to take action. Uh, this is in marked contrast, uh, for example, to Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook uh, in the early days where for years Zuckerberg denied that there were any negative consequences to starting a global conversation uh, on his uh, platforms. And it's only recently uh, that Zuckerberg has faced up to the issues, for example, of fact-checking and content moderation uh, and more intelligent algorithms uh, to screen out extremism and, and all the uh, rest. Uh, so government's in the lead, but working closely with industry. The next thing is that it's good that the United States is setting up a AI safety institute, but we need a global safety institute along the lines of the UN's World Health Organization or, or the International Agency uh, for uh, uh, Atomic Energy, which can uh, uh, ensure uh, that technology transfer is subject to standards and, and controls and can develop a mature risk assessment model so that we balance the risks and opportunities uh, of AI as we go forward. Technology, as we all know, is never one way. Uh, it can be used beneficially as your drone, uh, which delivers your cornflakes or your mail, uh, and the drone, which drops bombs on you uh, as, 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 as well. So we, we need to apply the precautionary principle to ensure the products are robustly tested uh, for safety before they are uh, launched. Uh, and the risk has to so know to what extent the algorithms are reliable, uh, the knowledge that AI pretends to give us is really based on knowledgeability uh, and produces accurate rather than uh, false answers. And that the technology is not able to educate itself or reprogram itself in a way which would make AI considerably more intelligent than human beings in the future. Finally, safety by design. Uh, some AI experts have usually called for 30% of all research and development in new AI products to be devoted to safety, which should be built in from the outset. This is helpful because if one thinks, for example, of the internet and uh, and, and cyberspace, uh, the technology uh, was delivered decades before we woke up to the risks and then had to worry about firewalls and uh, and diagnostics of uh, 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 more intelligent software, uh, uh, debugging systems, uh, and all of the other issues that we've been confronted with ever since. So building in safety in design at the outset could save us a lot of problems later. Well, uh, Bletchley, uh, the summit is over now. But there is a commitment by South Korea to organize another AI safety summit in six months, and France has volunteered to organize another one six months after that. So a global dialogue, including China, has been launched in a divided world. This is at least a hopeful sign, uh, and let's hope that going forward, leaders will manage to keep uh, that global uh, initiative. Many thanks for uh, listening today. I look forward to engaging with you next week. Bye for now.